with the best father and son team on the internet. It's time for Homie and the Dude. What is poppin' party people? (laughs) 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 It's my new intro. I'm just playing it out. Uh, This is Homie and the Dude. We are the father and son TTRPG and MMA podcast. And if you like our stuff, we've got it all on homieandthedude.com. And we are delighted to be here with Matt from Dungeon Glitch. Matt, we've been admiring you from afar. You are one of the shining lights in the TTRPG Twitter community. And we are just really, really looking forward to a chat with you today. So welcome. Thank you very much for having me. This is fantastic. Uh, Super excited. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we've, we've been looking forward to this for a while. I, I, we can't tell you how many people um, at the end of podcasts that we've talked to in the TTRPG community have been like, you need to talk to Matt. Uh, <laughs> and have been like, not only do you need to talk to Matt, but you guys will get along with Matt. So uh, every, like literally every single person in the TTRPG community at this point has told us that. And so, you know, this has been one that we've been very excited for and we're, you know, vice, vice versa, right back at you. Um, so, dude, let me let me ask, because I've been I've been from afar, you know, seeing all this stuff. And I think something that really blew me away uh, in amongst all the amazing TTRPG stuff that you do, you actually also create a bit of music. And I wanted to actually talk about that a little bit, because for me, music is a huge part of my life. Like uh, people often ask you the question, you know, would you rather be blind or deaf or, you know, in these would you rather situations? And I'm always like, yo, I cannot lose my ears. Like, I love music so much. Like, I, I, I literally could never, like, lose music and that kind of stuff. So it's it's massively important to me. And I want to ask you where your passion for music kind of stems and what's led you to now creating and, and putting your music out there for people to listen to. So um, <laughs> I, uh, the music thing was something that uh, it's, I guess it's, it's, it's multifaceted for me because I've never at all felt uh, talented with it mm-hmm. or that it ever came natural. And mm-hmm. um when when i decided to get into uh embracing all of my creative potential it was just on the list it's like okay i gotta try out music i have no idea what i'm doing um but there's no obstacle i'm gonna let stop me we're gonna figure it out and Mm -hmm. i feel like i am an absolute imposter with it because i have no idea how it's any good and then um it well i i i i I had this AI like keyboard that would mm-hmm. help me do it. It's like you could push a button and it would make a chord. And no matter what put button you push afterwards, it would always sound good. And mm-hmm. uh, that stupid thing broke and that was very uh, expensive. So now I'm kind of like on hiatus, but I still have a third album coming out. So uh, now it's just like, I just push buttons. Does that sound good? The algorithm says, yes. I push a button. Does that sound good? No, that sounds horrible. Okay, <laughs> this works. Drum beat, sprinkle in some random stuff, and it's just like, okay, cool, done. And then I have friends who are like, this is trash. <laughs> okay, cool. What do you got for me? <laughs> but yeah, my music is like, a, a, it's it's a it's it's a real hit or miss project mm. that I just didn't stop on. Mm. And um, I got some really cool friends out of it that uh, helped me with it, and. Um, yeah, it, it just became like a little de-stressor after a while. So I would just kind of hear music, listen to, to random stuff, take notes. That's inspiring. That's cool. I wonder if I could take something from that and do it my own way. 
and that's yeah. suddenly I have three albums. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It, it, it's super interesting that you say it. Like, it, it, it sounds like a very unconventional start to music. You know, a lot of people, you know, are, are born, you know, they say they're born with the ear. You know, they can hear the rhythm. They can hear the tune. You know, they can sing a song and it, and it comes. Very naturally. I know me personally, that's not something that ever came to me. I was never, mm. you know, super gifted. I, I, I have a bit of rhythm with dancing because dancing is something that I spent a lot of time doing as a young person. But uh music was never one of those ones that I, I like, I couldn't coordinate my hands for guitar, drumming, yeah. doing four different things at once was a bit weird for me. And, you know, bits like that were, were, were always uh, interesting. So I, I'm really interested in the way that, you know, you're making this music and you're going about it through, you know, AI potential and using algorithms. Yeah. What so, program are you making the music in? Are you using like Logic, Ableton? Like what, what, what project are you making your music in? So, um, I, I didn't know what I was doing when I got into yeah. it. I just kind of was just determined to figure it out. So yeah. for the last two years, um, anytime I saw like music programs, I just bought them. Um, mm. So they'd be like a Black Friday music sample blowout. And it's like super expensive. Where I'm like, I'm determined to do this purchase. And I come back <laughs> a year later and then I find out that, oh, wait, these files don't all work together. Like this is only in like music x or something like that this mm. one here only works in this and it's like i got fruity loops what do you got for me <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> so it's like make something over here export make something over here export, export. put it all in and uh some yeah. of it works and it's like yeah i was never really great with music starting mm. out like my greatest music achievement was either a high school band where i was uh playing guitar to meet girls or uh <laughs> Or the fact that I was really, really good at a rock band, the game. And the, so, so now it's like, well, I still push buttons and it makes music. And that's about as far as I get. So now it's just, that's, I just don't give up on it. That's amazing. And you're, you're using Fruit Loops, an industry strand. Well, I know my, my friend who's currently studying in university also uses Fruit Loops as well. And mm. it's, it, it's one that I also spent a little bit of time when I was in high school using as well, when I was doing music technology for a little bit. It's a good program. It's a really, really good program. And I'd be really interested to ask, you know, your, your genre that you kind of make, I, I don't know, like when I've listened to your music, especially your uh, most recent release, the uh, You Are Enough album, um, it, it, it definitely uh, gives me like lo-fi kind of like hip hoppy vibes. Uh, is that the kind of genre that you'd put yourself in? And how did you kind of, you know, through this, you being determined, how did you get to the genre that you exist in currently or, or, or operate in currently? Because that's an uh, interesting thing. You know, it's, it's funny because like um, my my music taste is all over the place. Mm. Um, even right before this, I was just listening to 90s rap, like nice. loud. Like we were, ch <laughs> we, were ch we were chatting and it's just Wu-Tang. And then, um, <laughs> but like last night, but like my typical chill stuff is uh, lo-fi, which one of my musician friends just kind of like, he's like, hey, you're really going to like this. Because like before that, mm. I was listening to just like rap beats, um, mm. guitar, instrumentals, just random stuff and just, just piecing it all together. And like I fell in love with lo-fi. And then um, like uh, cyber and synth is kind of like where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. And then um, sprinkling rap back in i play with the trap beats because they're just yeah they're just too good it's like <laughs> i feel like it's like mathematically made to be perfectly enjoyable and i'm like i need some of that so <laughs> put it behind the music and everything just kind of a little bit of vocals here and there and mm. it's just is this something that i could work to yeah. is this something that i could put in the background is this something i could play D D to mm. and uh 
yeah because he's like i don't really have like an emotional message to put out in the music i just trying to make something that's functional yeah something that i want to come back to something that i can recommend to people and uh yeah otherwise it's just going to be i'm just gonna make a bunch of party albums and hopefully one goes viral (laughs) (laughs) i see what you mean yeah it's interesting because like that whole concept of mathematics and the human brain and you know somehow tapping into I mean, we think about this, we step away from our, our human existence and look at our, like, we're just animals, creatures. Um, there's something about music that engages in our brains at certain points. And I guess it's different for everyone in certain ways that is super, like, different, man. It's just different than just about anything else. You know, it, it feels almost it's intrinsic. Yeah, it's it goes way back. a primal system kind of thing. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, so when, when, you're, when you're in that space and you're creating how much are you relying on, you know, strict mathematical formulas and that, or how much are you just going all the way back into what really, really resonates for you? Or is it some other process that you're using? Cause I know when I used Um, to dabble a little bit and I'd get lost for fucking hours, like literally, (laughs) you know, like you'd wake up, you know, you'd you'd come up from the computer and five hours later, you'd be like still working on this little thing. (laughs) Yeah. That happens. (laughs) <laughs> so so I, I for me it's 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 more intuitive because i i'm not familiar with the process my my wife's a musician she she plays classical violin and oh, she's wow. toured europe, europe doing it and it's just like uh she understands music theory and i hmm. am not i am a, a goblin with a pencil in my teeth over here and it's like i'm just <laughs> trying to make it work and uh so like i'll hear uh a drum beat or something from like a popular song and then i kind of know from like a marketing sense that hey that must be good so if i can mm. find something that speed like oh yeah the weekend has this beat that's like that I'm like all right i think mm. i have a sample like that so i'll start there and um next thing you know it's like super catchy I'm like oh no and i'll send it I'll, I'll show my wife and she's like no your time is way off it's like all right, I'll start over. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's nice to have that level of uh, that level of almost like expert feedback around you, though. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like, I, I can imagine that there, there's an air of like, you know, if you were if you were just an echo chamber of your own opinion, you know, sat in a room by yourself, you know, you'd probably be like, damn, this is a fat beat. And then, you know, you said now and so some musicians like that's really out of that's really out of you, you know, get that time. awkward silence from your friends when you're like, oh, I love this. Let's check it out. And people are like. You know, you can't, you feel like you can't read them, but if you really are honest with yourself, you can read that it's not, it's not what you thought it was at all. Yeah. 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 That feedback is so, so important. (laughs) Thanks for watching this episode. We really appreciate you supporting Homie and the Dude. Please hit us with the Holy Trinity, like our Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. Just search at Homie and the Dude. It all really helps. Do you know what I'm, I'm really interested in? The, the reason why I really wanted to ask you about your music is because for me, when I watch things like movies, the soundtrack is in often cases, one of the things that makes or breaks a movie for me. You know, when I read a book, I actually like to soundtrack my reading experience based on whatever I'm listening to, because for me that as a dyslexic, it helps me get in the zone and read more and, and, and you know, long, for longer periods of time and so on and so forth. I want to ask you because, you know, in the world that we're in, in TTRPG, in this space, you know, we're, we're in a game where we're creating immersion, you know, where we're trying to, you know, envelop ourselves in this, in this imaginary space. How much is music, do you feel like important? 
and also like a part of your experience when you go about doing your TTRPG stuff? Um, so I guess uh, as a DM and also dyslexic, uh, <laughs> it, uh, it, it sort of, so yeah, the music helps when I am writing. Because um, mm. I have a subscription to this, um, this, this service. It's actually called Focus Music. Um, mm -hmm. And it's scientifically, uh, sp specifically made to help you do your thing. And um, I use that when I'm like really struggling mm -hmm. to, to focus on stuff. Otherwise, you know, I'll just play my stuff. But I, because I hear that, I try to blend my thing to be sort of like that. So there's like this atmospheric kind of deep blend. And mm. uh, I don't know the proper words for it because I'm not trained for it. I just like, oh, oh, ooh, okay. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> if it works, it works. And then for uh, when playing or anything like that, uh, the background filler kind of helps for, I think, I, I like to keep it there for anyone who might be nervous of dead air or mm -hmm. um, uh, just to kind of keep, keep people moving. Because if I, I, I don't know any, any of the science behind it, but it's like if your heartbeat kind of matches a beat that you're hearing, you could kind of set into the proper rhythm. So I get something kind of chill and it keeps people from getting uh, anxious or mm. uh, I don't know, it just kind of controls the mood. So mm. if I can make cool stuff and it helps me, mm. that's, that's what mm -hmm. I want. So. so when you're saying with people, are you talking about your, you've got music playing in the background for your players or when people are listening to your content? Um, I, I guess it would be for the players because I don't really have any content right now but i do mm -hmm. uh recommend the music to people who are playing so i'll like mm -hmm. i'll i'll hear streams using it and like that really makes me happy so <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah i was gonna say because the, the the first place i ever heard your music was actually on amber's uh on one of her uh the, their streams and it was it was amazing i absolutely loved it i was like i actually put in the chat i was like i I need to know who this belongs to. Um, and, uh, and uh, yeah, and I, I checked out. So, you know, it's, it's interesting to me because I, I feel like a really important part of the TTRPG experience is, uh, you know, music and something, you know, I'm, I'm definitely bummed out about with our actual play that we're doing at the moment is because of the recording setup that we have, because we're, you know, playing with people in America and here in the UK and we're doing remote stuff. It means that me playing music live for the players like I usually do for like any home games that I run isn't as viable because it can mess with all the audio that we're recording, you know, otherwise. And so, you know, that's that's an issue. However, we do we do add stuff in in post, but I definitely feel like it's taken away a little bit from the experience that I deliver because as a dungeon master, I use, you know, so it's like sounds and and to, to be fair, to, to, to give you, you know, credit as well, I'm not. I'm not the fantasy music guy either. I'm I'm like in combat playing Wu Tang Clan as well, yeah. and you know, like doing doing that kind of stuff. You know, to to you know, they walk into you know some sort of you know party or whatever, and I'll be playing some sort of more electronic music, and I'll be like, you know, the DJ is doing making the music, but with magic. You know, it's not yes. a it's not a desk. It's just magic. You know what I mean? So, I feel like that's really really important and and enhances games. Um, and it's something that I mean. I, like I said, I've been bummed about with our actual play that, that that's been bummed me out. But I want to ask, you know, you've been in so many different, you know, streams. I, I see you, you know, in, in a different stream every week, it seems. But do you find like streams that you're in that do incorporate music and stuff? Do you find yourself more immersed? Do you find yourself getting more into it? Or do you find actually to, to, to remain clear headed and not have that distraction? Um, it, it can sometimes help 
what's what's your kind of stance on that when you're playing um i so I guess I have a couple of opinions on that. So one, if you're not using it and, and, and for the DM, I understand if you're running a stream, if you're running a mm. game, you're doing all this, you have a lot going on. Mm. If you're not doing it, I get it. If you're not into yeah. it, that's fine too. Um, for the people who do uh, put the music in and run things in the background and actually like manage it, major respect. Cause uh, I know mm. some people will actually like do the soundtrack per scene mm. as you do. And I know that can be difficult. Um, yeah. it's a lot to manage and keeping up with it when, as a player on the other side of that production, I'm impressed by it. And when it yeah. works, it's really fun. Um, if it yeah. is the fantasy music, I see that as incredibly thoughtful, um, yeah. on the, on the, 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 from the DM and, um, it does help with the mood, but for some, sometimes for me, like fantasy music can be kind of goofy. And so yeah. it's like, it's like everywhere you go and it's just like uh some like random loot music it's like oh, <laughs> here we go and then um, the battle music always sounds like there's a dragon attacking or something it's just, it's just me and some dude just talking aggressively and uh yeah <laughs> and uh and and then sometimes you know uh but well for me like using the more modernish music he's kind of mm -hmm. like where i am not only because it's different and i like to do things differently um but also i uh, i think it's a way to elicit more familiar feelings to people from their real life but uh, they can then bridge it back to their experience in the game without trying to be like here come the horns and the harps every time yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's like no, here's uh, here's some random little, little trap beat because you're in a you're in a little cantina. See what happens. So, yeah. yeah, I think so too. I, I think it's it's there's so many different genres. Why not like you know why thinking? not use <laughs> not loot music? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but I was just thinking, like, as we were just talking, what went through my mind was what is it about you know when we talk about our favorite actual plays, what what if you could nail what it is about that, is it the cast, the interaction of the cast? Is mm. it that there's graphics playing on the screen? Is it the, you know, the set design that they have? Is it the DM style? Like, is it the plot itself? Is it the plot? Like, I mean, maybe it'd be cool maybe to, to just all three of us share what our, what our go-to, what our little sweet spot is. When we see it and it's done well, that's the thing that really sort of um, works for us. So what's cool about uh, actual plays that we like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe like, I don't know, like for, to, to, to give you an I like, I think what you're saying is something along the lines of like, I know for me, like, I really appreciate the camaraderie. Like for me, if, if a group of players get along really well, then yeah. it makes it more like I, I could be watching pretty much any plot as long as like, it, for example, the, the, the original Dimension 20 crew, like watching, you know, the, the, the fantasy high crew in any of their campaigns. I've watched them in, you know, their, their candy Game of Thrones one. I've watched them in their, you know, their, their sci-fi one that they're doing at the moment. I've watched them, you know, in all these different ones. And the reason I come back is because it's that crew and I love and the interaction. Characters. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. For, so but for me, it's definitely the players. And uh, even... I love a DM, but also you can replace a DM. And, but for me, it's the players' connectivity. I, I feel like that's for me. Okay, where I sit. Where are you? Not, where are you, Matt? 
I agree. And um, I think about it too, like even from like a marketing perspective, if you look at yeah. what clips get taken the most out of like critical role and stuff like that, it's the outtakes. It's, it's where people are messing with each other. It's the, the, the relationship between the players and it's usually the jokes. And uh, it's almost like I've seen, like I've never like really watched critical role. I never, mm -hmm. uh, but it's, uh, I, I watch the highlight reels. I watch all the clips, mm -hmm. all the commercials, all that stuff. None of it involves story. I have no idea what's going on, but I know these mm -hmm. people because it's always yeah. like, oh, here's, here's Laura and Liam being brother and sister again. And then just yeah. goofing around and stuff like that. I'm like, that's awesome. And then you watch the show. I'm like, no, I need more of that. I couldn't just hang out with you guys. How about that? What about that? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> that's what you sold me on. So <laughs> I, I fully agree with that. That's a really interesting point. Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting point. I, I like would that. add, I would I'll, add, I'll, I'll, I like that from a marketing standpoint. It's a, I, I agree. It's a, it's a smart, yeah. We're actually, we're actually clipping out a, a blooper from our last live stream as well, just randomly, <laughs> but we hadn't really thought too much. We haven't linked it together to, it's a good shot. That's yeah. actually, you know, charming. Yeah, so who are, yeah, who's, yeah. Who's the people behind it? Like you just said, you know, I like the, I like the cast, I like the crew, the people think. It's like, no better way to get to know them than to see them as they actually are, and not when they're doing, you know, a Thor voice for <laughs> <Yeah>. four <laughs> hours. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You're I think wrong. the other thing for me though is is along with that, and maybe it's just because I'm a, I'm sappy, but I do like those moments. You know, those those moments where. So I guess counterbalancing the funny stuff, because I love the funny stuff, but also the really like those crystal clear, serious, emotional uh, moments where it's either the DM is just having a moment as an NPC. Like I can remember, um, yeah, Brendan Lee Mulligan a couple times um, just talking about, you know, a character that's dying or whatever it is, like not to be too like morbid about it, but like oh, these no. real, these real like emotional moments are real. I guess it's, it's what, it's the same thing that gets us in movies. Like whatever our interest is in movies, I guess is probably translatable to what gets us in, mm. in actual plays as well. I, I would agree with that in a sense. And like, I, I would say, you know, um, especially I, I know you, you, when, when Tom and I talk about like, we, and we often have like role-playing like theory conversations, I guess is, is what we kind of classify it as, is like being like, you know, what makes a good role player? Like, what, how, how do we like get better? Like, what, what, what can I do to get better? You know, that kind of thing. And we often talk about, you know, uh, you know, finding a reason to say yes, you know, being the assist man who, you know, lays up other people so that they can be the hero of the moment, you know, mm. and that kind of thing. But I agree with you. I think having a range of dynamics of, of character is really important. And I think, you know, in my personal opinion, someone who does that amazing is is my mother when and she she's in our actual play. And I've never seen anyone hit like moments where they are like in tears and pulling us all into tears. And then like a second later, like joking with you. And it's just <laughs> it's really like beautiful dynamic range that I think, you know, some people really struggle to hit. And I, I would agree with you. I would say that's something else that when it does happen, I think is definitely a lot rarer i feel I, i'm not sure if you would agree with this matt uh, a lot of ttrpg feels a lot of finding the humor in the moment and not always finding like the the somber and the the serious in some cases would you agree with that yeah um so yeah i i, I think it takes a certain uh degree of talent and empathy to mm. to want to deliver that catharsis into mm. uh kind of these times because it's also uh the the purpose and the the mm -hmm. tone of shows because mm -hmm. like sometimes people just like, hey look this is 
an escape for us. This is us yeah. hanging out. Um, we're gonna just have fun. And mm. for some people, going there is fun. For some people, mm. avoiding that is fun. And and when totally when your team is on board with it, and your DM can set up, or or your players can set up those um, the build up notes, and then the payoff, the emotional mm. hit. I find that incredibly impressive and bold. Like it, it, it yeah. takes courage to do that, especially if you're not an actor and you, it's just something that you think, okay, I love this character. We're going to do something cool. And uh, that's why I always appreciate character uh, players who are like, okay, no beat my character up. This, we're going to do something nuts. So <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. I, I, I think, you know, there's some, there's the, the, the thing you said at the end there, there's an air to that, that I, I always say this to my players whenever I'm DMing, I'm like, if you want to add a fault to your player that is like glaring and like something that is, you know, like something that is very like, for example, I played a character in, in a game that we played um, and my character was afraid of the, the, the subclass I was playing was Titan Slayer. Um, so I'm intended to fight things bigger than me. However, I'm afraid of anything that is a size, any size bigger than me, basically on the uh, on the D&D like humanoid creature scale kind of thing. And so I, I'm rolling constitution checks to see whether I'm running away in combat or whether I'm, I'm fighting things, you know, and I love that kind of stuff. I love having that, you know, moment where, you know, a player isn't able to, you know, like you said, you know, a player is getting, you know, a player's like, yes, I want, I want this to be a moment where the team need to save me because this is a struggle. You know, I do love that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, like you said, it just adds those dynamics, but I also, something you mentioned there that I think is such a key part of, D and the TTRPG space. And I think it sometimes is very black and white. And I think other times it gets really blurred by the community is that you need to enjoy and seek out the stuff that you enjoy, you know, criticizing stuff that is not of your flavor is not going to like help them because they're not going to change. Like if you go over to, you know, for example, Spawn of Chaos, which is, you know, a very fun show, you know, they're, they're very interesting, but it's, it's quite serious. You know, they're all like heavy actors and, you know, they're, it's quite serious. If you go over there and you're like, oh, why aren't you guys like laughing more? I want to see more like joking. You're like, dude, there is other places for you where, where there is that stuff and there, there is those applicable places. And I agree. I think it, it's important for people to know that they will, there's always a actual player or a podcast or a stream, you know, out there that does suit the style that you're looking for. Um, and I think that's something that people get right and definitely people get wrong at times, you know, and, and yeah. can sometimes miss that beat. Um, it, it's a weird one though, for sure. Yeah. Not to have like, th this is my, my first attempt at a seamless, uh, transition. Ever. So, <laughs> 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 um, but, but to, to that point, like first finding a stream that's good for you, but the other side of that is being a stream that tries to find the audience mm. that will be receptive to the stream style. So I know in, in a lot of the conversations we've had with numerous people in the TTRPG community, Matt, many have said that you, uh, more so than just about anyone, have a really good sense of how to, how to get your brand, how to get your um, your identity out there, how to, how to understand the algorithm of some of these platforms. Um, I'm not sure if there's any like rules or there's something that you prescribe to, but it'd be nice. I think people would be really interested to know what has worked for you 
across whatever platform you think is is important to share. Sure. So, um, so, so I guess uh, going back just slightly to the uh, to when you are uh, a show or a stream or uh, your product, um, in not understanding who your audience is, that's probably your first problem. Like you mm. need to know who your product is for. It's called mm. uh, your your avatar customer, if you will. So. Mm. Um, if you know what you're making, if you know who it's for, then you know what you're making is what it is. And, mm. uh, and, and then you should also know where to find them. You, so like the demographic for me, if, if I wanted to do a more serious thing, uh, then I need to know what kind of people are into that and address them more directly. Uh, mm. that's, that's, that's just giving you a place to focus and start from, um, for, uh, <laughs> I don't know, for, for, for building your brand up, uh, was there any like specific point to start? Because I can do that all day. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe some like golden rules, some things that you're like, you know, if, if, if you're an up and comer or something, what are some key checkpoints that you're like, you know, if, if you can address these things, you know, it will put you on a good path, you know, to get you, you know, where you need to be going. Um, sure. So if you are... We'll start from like the bear. And if, I, if I'm too granular, let me know. So if you have a, if you have a brand, you have an idea that you want to be in TTRPG or in any creative space or doing anything really, first thing you need to do is you need to research uh, a name that works for you, that is meaningful, and that you think people will either relate to at some point or come to adopt. And once you get it, you need to lock it down on everything. You need the domain. You need all of the socials, um, mm. all of that. Because the worst thing you can do is buy the buy the email address and then find out that you know you can't use it anywhere because some random kid has been using it on TikTok for the last year. <laughs> uh, you know, it's <laughs> so once you get all that stuff locked down, you got to figure out your brand uh, mood and colors and icons. Mm. And uh, if, if you're, if you're going with a logo, you figure that out, then um, you need to decide what your voice is. What is important to you? What is your brand statement? So like Gem Fireflies brand statement is basically be kind, work hard, punch nazis it's pretty how we pretty much how we do it so um <laughs> uh and it's it's uh, the triple clown that's the, the that's I, the holy trinity right I was, gonna say, I, I was gonna say isn't that what was written in the bible the holy trinity? that's that's pretty i'm pretty sure that's what it was <laughs> so and so yeah it's it, and then it, it was easier for me because i'm the i'm the brand it's mm. it's my brand so i i, I just made sure that when i came out I was very clear about who I am as a person and what my voice is. Like I, I will occasionally creatively curse. I used to do it a lot when I came out and uh, then I kind of like, Oh, well, no, I should probably tone it down. But I also mellowed out I, because like Jim Firefly itself was made in like uh, early 2020 at the height of rage in America. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like, like Jim Firefly was forged in anger um like uh, uh, the 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 majority of my designs and stuff were uh either political or depression based mm -hmm. um and people really fed into that because it was like i need designs or something to wear that i that I want to say the things that i want to say but i don't know how to say them so mm -hmm. it's just here's this and mm -hmm. there's more like me just being like if i don't put something creative out that expresses this anger 
I'm going to freak out. So I just started making <laughs> art and it's like memes. So yeah, mm. some of them are uh, depression based and some like I flip it to kindness and stuff. And that's what my voice sort of became. So that's who mm. my, that became the brand identity. Um, yeah. From then on, uh, and this is just my own evolution with it. I realized I wasn't as angry anymore because things started to shift and uh, I, it was a lot of fun, but um, I also kind of knew that if I didn't start working with something that made me happier, I, mm. it would bog me down. So that's another thing about your business or your brand. You have to be one with it emotionally. If it starts to feel like a chore, you're done. It's not going to happen. If, if you mm. haven't made it yet and it hurts to do, just give up. Um, so. <laughs> this it, is the inspirational part of the in all serious when, when, when people ask me for advice my favorite <laughs> advice to, to give them like creatively they okay so uh, what, what what should i do if i'm trying to get to, to do i'm like quit <laughs> and then they go, they go what and then it's like they're either going to come back twice as hard to spite me mm. and they'll succeed or they will mm. quit. And then they realize that it wasn't what they wanted to do after all. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. I, 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 I did a little bit of stand up for a while and that was all the advice I ever got from comedians. They're like, no, mm -hmm. you should get the hell out of here. I was like, oh, <laughs> right. <It's, laughs> do, you know, do you know as well as in a weird way, Matt, like not that you're like culling the community in a way, but, but you're like, you're, you're, you're also doing like a, I feel like, um, I, I don't know why it reminds me of like a Kobe Bryant-esque like persona, you know, where it's like, where it's like this, like, this like, look, man, if you're here to, if you're here to fucking play, then get on the court. If you're not, then fuck off. You know, kind of like, like, you're, like you're wasting everybody's time. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, uh, no, I appreciate that though, and I think you know a lot of what you said is stuff that, and, and I will outright say this: this is this is hilarious. You know, we like have fucked this so hard. Like, I can't tell you. Like, for people who are watching and you know want to know like about you know how to do this, and Matt has done a an, an exceptional job of you know for like you said you know working from the ground up and, and building your brand doing this. Tom and I leapt in with an idea and we started swimming with sharks and we're just getting chunks taken out of us. And we have, and, and, and still at this point, you know, we have conversations. I, I'm, I, it's gotta, I was about to say, it's gotta be weekly. It's gotta be weekly where we are like, what's our fucking brand? Like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> and like, 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 like we, and slowly we're refining and refining and refining <laughs> and we're, we're getting down to the, the core of it um, more and more over time. But I think, you know, for anyone who is out there listening, follow what Matt says. Don't do this. Don't do this model. Don't, don't do this because even well, though this has been fun and we've learned, like the big thing is we didn't come in with any experience. We didn't come in with any knowledge. We also didn't seek any help because we originally perceived the online community as a lot more competitive and a lot yep. less supportive. Mm. And so, you know, we kind of saw it as like, and we weren't in the TTRPG space, which is a lot nicer to be fair as well. Um, we saw it as, you know, we're fighting for ourselves here and, you know, we need to try and, you know, get, get, a, get this out and work, work for ourselves. And now, you know, if we could go back and we do it, I would have asked, you know, uh, you know, Ali, you know, help us with, you know, graphic design, Matt, talk to us about marketing, Amber, talk to us about, well, like, I would have gone to all the people we know and been like, you, all you amazing people, give us some advice, you know, and it's interesting. To your point though, I mean, and this is to the point that you made, Matt, which is 
you know, it's hard, right? The grind is hard, you mm. know, daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, whatever. Okay. If you're not doing something that you really, really like, it's uh, that's going to be almost impossible. So we, the reason why we're still fucked <laughs> in our such a good is point. because we don't want to give up a couple of the things that we really, really like. So, you know, if you looked at the continuum of life, MMA is on one side and TTRPG is on the other, dude. But we love them both. So we're trying to figure out a way to, and and I think there's some stuff that's, you know, trying to overlap. And, I think and, with our like unarmed combat stuff and our, and our class that we're making and stuff at the moment. Yeah. I think, I think we're getting there and, and whatnot, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of those ones that, 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 that piece of advice right there would have been so helpful <laughs> two years well, ago. I'm, I'm, here's my thing. Would it have, or would we have been like, you know what, Matt, thanks for that advice, but we're still going to do it. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. We're going to do our own thing. thing. So like, we're going to die with that. Uh, um, I love it. But, if, if anything for you, it's like, I really respect the tenacity of that because coming out with the idea and the determination that's that's what yeah. success is it's 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 showing yeah. up doing it uh even when it's difficult like that's yeah. that's how legacies are made like you, you yeah. and yeah it is it's daily weekly monthly yearly um and it's it's all small increments because that's really all you can do on your yeah. own and uh eventually it all adds up like one year of hard work is how i got to where i am right now i've only yeah. been in the space for a year yeah so, yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you know what i i love the specifically a sentence you just said that is how fucking legacies are made and you know what it's something that out of all the things you know and, and a lot of people don't know this about tom and i you know because we we present as you know we're homie and the dude the father and son team you know and everyone goes oh those two must can love holding each other's dicks and being best <laughs> friends you know they must they must freaking love that you know but we at one point had a really bad relationship. It was really tumultuous and we really, really didn't get along. And, you know, it, the one thing that I respect most about Tom and I have throughout my entire time, even when we didn't get along, and now that we do as, as adults a lot more, is your determination and your ability to put your head to something and work on something and just go, 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 go. And I think, you know, in a weird way, you passed a good portion of that on to me. And in, in, in a weird way, I've always been resistant to it. You know, as, yeah. as, as a young gentleman, you know, I always was like, oh, I can see, you know, how, how you are and how like driven you get about things. And that kind of scared me. And so, you know, I used weed and, you know, a bunch of other things to, to, to medicate that, that kind of, yeah. you know, drive and that level of like OCD pushing that you kind of have when you get determined about something. But I think out of all the things that we have going for us, that is the one thing that in our back pocket, both of us, like, and I, I say this to my partner all the time, you know, if, if I didn't have, you know, my two best friends that I spend, you know, at least a couple of days a week with, you know, and, uh, you know, a couple of evenings here and there with, you know, if, if I didn't have you who, you know, I love my partner and, you know, that I spend my days and evenings with and holidays and all this kind of stuff, I was like, if it was just me and Tom and we didn't have partners, we didn't have anything else, we didn't have other jobs. We, I was like, homie and the dude would be worldly successful at this point. We would have, <laughs> we would have achieved everything we wanted to because we have the determination, but it's just that it's that finding the time. It's like you said, it's the small increment game that we've realized we're now playing as opposed to, you know, that perception that we could just blow through some walls and make it to where we wanted to go. And it is that small increment mm -hmm. game that we're playing now. So, yeah. but it, it's one of those ones that, you know, does take time to get better at and learn. And, you know, I, like I said, I respect your, your level of, you know, uh, of both 
candor and, and, and honesty about, you know, how, how to go about this and advice that you give people, but also, you know, the, the direction that you have taken. You know, I respect you a lot for, you know, who you are in this community and what you bring, you know, the message that you're putting out with the FIG Foundation, um, yes. you know, the, the, what you're doing with Gemmed Firefly, you know, all that stuff, dude, it's, it's, it's really, really big. And I, I guess I just respect that, that, that come up, you know, to, to, to where you are very much so. With that, you mentioned something to us at the beginning of this podcast before we even started recording. And I, I wanted to just kind of touch on that. You mentioned, you know, you got into the TTRPG space, you know, through, you know, some, some harder times. Um, <laughs> would you be willing to just okay, talk, to, talk to how you got to, you know, playing TTRPGs and then making the decision, you know, I'm going to step into this community and, and, and really go forward with this? Sure. So uh, <clears throat> my, uh, yeah, my child was a bit rough. So uh, we were like off and on homeless and dealing with yeah. stuff and uh, uh, just randomly D&D fell into my lap. Like I had a friend who was like, hey, here's D&D. And I'm like, what is that? And that, that and like blew my mind with role playing in general. Like I didn't realize yeah. it was a thing. I did, I'd never heard of it. And there was freedom in it. And especially for someone who was like as miserable as I was, escape was something very, very important to me. It's a lifeline to survive. So it's like, you're like, hey, here's d and I'm like, can we play? He's like, no. So, <laughs> so I found it again years later. And by then I'm like borderline in and off homeless in inner city Boston. So um, I'm hanging out with like gang members and drug dealers and uh surviving and uh it was uh it sounds awful probably mm. some of the most fun i ever had in my life but mm. <laughs> it sounds awful it, it was difficult mm. Holy shit those stories are funny to me so anyway yeah uh, so we we got dnd books i went out i bought mm. some and then once i got my friends at the time playing it they fell in love with it and they went out and they stole all the books they could and then we, <laughs> they were like, hey, there's a bookstore down the street. I'll be right back. So they came back and uh, they, we had everything for third edition. Oh, amazing. Okay. So, yeah, we, uh, we started playing that. And this is like 1997. And mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, instead of going out and um, doing uh, gang problematic things, we were inside instead playing as uh, paladins and rogues and uh, <laughs> often PVP killing each other because it was hilarious. And mm. uh, they just, <clears throat> some people really took to it. And uh, it was really, it was really cool. And then I, I, I saw like, I don't know, I think it helped a lot of people. And it's, it's tough for me to uh, know that like a lot of people that I was friends with at the time they didn't make mm. it out of that situation. Mm. Like half of them are dead, half of them are incarcerated. And mm. uh, it's, it's, it, but for the, for a few people that I was like, Hey, we're going to hang out. We're going to play D and D uh, you're going to not get arrested today. And then mm. it, it, some of them were kind of like uh, for people who were like tough street mm. people, like you would never like want to step to it. They're like, okay, now I'm going to play a cute cleric and uh, <laughs> this, is, this is what we're gonna do and like he's like fall in love with npcs and playing it like mm. proper and everything like that and i'm like this is the guy who breaks thumbs on crackheads what are you doing <laughs> 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 and uh it's it's so yeah it was 
it became very uh, I, I, I in afterwards recognized the uh, the importance and the impact that it can have on uh, teaching people, uh, letting people vent yeah. frustrations that we could use it for um, almost like simulating different interactions in life. And it's yeah. like, yeah, so next time you run into police, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to roll a charisma check and I'm going to talk my way out of this shit. Yeah. Or it's like, I activate my flaming sword. It's like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after that, uh, D&D became like, okay, I, went, I, I got into high school and uh, <laughs> it's what I used to turn the popular crowd into huge nerds. And uh, nice. I, that, that was great. And um, I think they still play to this day. And then uh, I put it down for a while i actually taught it at, at in college for a bit um mm. taught it to kids that was a lot of oh, fun cool. and then um i always wanted to write but i i got into marketing and i understood mm. that there was no point in writing if i didn't have money or a platform so i was mm. like well i'm not gonna get either of those anytime soon because now we're looking at like 2008 housing bubble everything broke and americans are poor i'm like yeah i'm mm. poor so mm. <laughs> um so then it was just like, I just did corporate jobs. And then I came back to TTRPG mm. because I was disgruntled in life mm. and I needed something mm. that made me happy. And that was what D&D does. And here I am. Look, so. look, if ever there's been a legacy story, I think, you know, that's, that is a badass story. I love, I, I think that's an incredible story. And it seems like Matt, something that you just perpetuate, it seems to just seep out of your pores is that you want to help, that you're here to help. Yeah. that you know you're 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 wanting to to help and you know there's there's so many aspects of what you're currently doing and one that i've been really interested in because i as a dungeon master you know finding time to write things is you know always hard especially you know like i said if you are a person who is not you know doing the kobe bryant i'm gonna literally wake up at four in the morning <laughs> write all day and then go to sleep at you know nine o'clock at night and you know eat healthy all that time and have no friends no personal life you know then it is hard to find time for those things. It's hard to, you know, mix in all that stuff with any average day stuff that you're doing and whatnot. I want to ask you a little bit about your, your RPG generators that you've kind of oh, yeah. created and stuff like that. Cause I think those are really cool. And, you know, I, I personally, as a, as a dungeon master, think those are a real great, you know, assist, you know, for, for DMs, but also for players, you know, if you get stuck in a moment, I think it's, it's a really great thing for that. Mm. So I want to ask you, you know, what kind of got you to, 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 to that and, and, was it this whole, you know, you've seen the effect that helping has had? Was it like straight up, like uh, almost like a, a straight line of like, I'm now going to create a way to help people who are struggling with writing or people who in the moment need that quick like release? Was that where that thought kind of went? Um, it's a, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know, there's a, there's a little more to it, I suppose. Mm. Uh, so my, my, right before I did TTRPG, um, mm. I had a video game company. And that's kind of where I met Kata. Yeah. So like we were in esports, and um, mm -hmm. like I did fighting games. She did MOBAs and stuff like that. And she murders nice. me in every game we play. It's not even <laughs> close. Not even close. And it's like I've won tournaments, and I've never been so destroyed in games. Kata is a, a force, and I don't understand it. But yeah, working <laughs> with her has been absolutely fantastic. So since we had that company before. I had some coding chops. So um, I've always admired uh, the, the, the generators for the, that, that came up with stuff. But 
all the generators that I ever used were like numerical. It's always like, I need a weapon. I need stats. I need uh, random gold tables and stuff like that. I'm like, man, that doesn't really help me. But yeah, I guess if I'm playing the game, I might think of it in the moment. So my generators are more specifically to, to um, like writing I know is something I'm talented with. So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, here's some story elements. If you just need like uh, character backgrounds, you can use that. If you so, so one of the things that I made that I don't see anywhere else is a uh, damage descriptor. So yes, um, yes, I was gonna talk about that. Yes, yeah, so that was the hardest thing to make. One because there's nothing like it out there, so I didn't invent yeah. it. And then um, figuring out how to do it and make it actually grammatically correct was mm. a pain and it took me weeks to make that thing so mm. now it's like you just choose the degree of injury the type of weapon and i think if it's uh i forget something else um but once you get those three things in line it'll be like oh yes the uh the weapon the the ed the if it's like a critical it'll say like the vicious edge comes in and cleaves mm. clean or something like that and trying to make it uniform among all of the buttons is a challenge. Yeah. I like that. Oh. So it's a it's amazing. And you know, to 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 for, first of all, I I want to circle quickly back to something that I was just thinking about throughout the whole time that you're telling your, your your little intro story as well. I'm just imagining, you know, the scene in the movie where they like go to the back room poker table and the camera does like a 360 <laughs> around all of the characters and each of them has like a distinguishing feature, you know. I just imagine your D and D table as as a young gentleman being 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 filled with quite a cast of a uh, quite a cast of players and it being a, a fun one to like as a dungeon master just like look around your table and be like wow um, you yeah. know just just like geez um, but yeah. no what I, what I was gonna say with the with the combat thing is two things one I find out of everything that I do as a dungeon master and I think Tom agrees with this my combat descriptions are the thing that I I'm most proud of like I can really get gory and like uh, for for to be fair depending on the table i'm playing with i i definitely you know reduce my levels of gore depending on who i'm playing with but if a if a table is happy for me to go all out you know i will give like some pretty brutal like descriptions of combat uh, because you know we love mma and you know i love and have enjoyed combat movies combat you know martial arts i've done them i've been a part of all that stuff you know weapons i love it all you know massively yep. so I think it's a it's a big part of it and i know a lot of people do struggle with that kind of stuff something that i i wanted to throw out there as well is at some point we're, we're currently working on a uh, on a on a mixed martial artist class for for D, &D. um and it would be awesome to uh maybe when we uh, when we bring that out and we start looking at doing a, our, our kickstarter stuff for it it'd be great to talk to you about maybe creating a, a a generator for for unarmed combat damage or something that like could be that. fun yeah sure that'd be yeah, real sure. cool um, cool. it was just 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 something that went through my head i was like that'd be a, that'd be real cool but i i love i love what you said about you know how <clears throat> you're doing it so that it can you, you know for yourself you feel like apt in it like like i said i feel apt in combat descriptions but i know so many people they're like you know my, my partner for example who plays in our family game is not the type of person she is like a nature loving lefty like hippie <laughs> eco freaks who's not who's definitely not thinking about you know cleaving someone's arm off and separating it the shoulder joint so that you can see like the exposed cartilage and and you know she's not that person you know so that kind of thing would be completely valuable to to mm -hmm. her yeah. you know 
I, 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 I'm in the same boat. Like when I play with my wife, she, uh, uh, I'll, I'll do the, uh, so how do you want to? And then, um, just be like, uh, I, I hit him. I don't, I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to say here? I'm just like, yeah, I know you're not good at this part. I get it. And, like, <laughs> and, and then it's also like, I see people on streams and stuff and they go deer in headlights when it's like you crit and how do you want to end this creature? Yeah. And it's like, <gasps> and it's like, Oh no, I can feel that anxiety of not of being on the spot, not knowing what to say. It's like, you're not going to remember mm. my sight at that moment, but if you did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I fully agree with that. Yeah. No, so, I totally, uh, I, I totally feel for you on the martial arts part too. Like my, my dad was a third degree black belt and he taught me karate. So, hey, <laughs> uh, so um, I know a little bit uh, of it. I'm not super practiced in it anymore. Mm. And then later on, I found out like recently in the last like year or two that it's not karate. It's, it's Indonesian Salat. So it's oh, like, Oh shit. So yeah. Amazing. Like, like, watching the raid. I'm like, I know that move. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're like that. That is in no way Japanese at all. <laughs> that, that fighting style is in no way. That, dude, that's that's so amazing. So that's such an interesting martial arts style. That's so so interesting. Sorry, you were gonna say something. No, no, no. Yeah. I was just I was just <laughs> reflecting, Matt, on your I mean, in in some ways we have some commonality in that we we are a bit diverse in what our interests are and what our, you know, we have thumbs in a couple of different pies that we really, really like. And it seems like you do as well. Um, and so how, how important is it for you? Because, you know, we're the, the, the one limiting resource that we have is our time and our yeah. time and energy. Right. And if we're spread too thin, even though we might be good at a bunch of stuff, you know, it's this, this, this concept of, are you a, are you a spear that's, that's penetrating marketplace and going far and, and long, or are you, you know, a sort of a snowplow and, <laughs> you know, and like, and, and making incremental gain across many different areas. And um, it seems like you, you have been able to, to find a really nice balance mm -hmm. of, of penetrating markets, but also being a bit diversified as well. How much of that is strategic and how much of that is just kind of just organically, this is kind of what's happening. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit of both. I'd say the lawful end is the, uh, the determination. It's like, I know what mm. I need to do. I have to do this. I have no choice to yeah. do this, but it's the chaos that is mm. like my driving factor. And, uh, mm. I just kind of like, like literally like all my notes and stuff, they're written on junk mail. This is, this is my itinerary. <laughs> and it's like, if I lose this junk mail then maybe it wasn't that important and like, I'll just keep going. And like, that's, that's what it is. And, uh, um, <laughs> like, I, I know what I need to try to keep up on, but sometimes mm -hmm. if I don't, then I have to understand either in the moment that one, I screwed up and I need to get better or mm -hmm. that, uh, something that took priority was more important to do at the time. And I made the right choice at the time. And that's something that sharpens my judgment. So mm -hmm. I, I very gradually get better at it. Or sometimes I can be like, listen, I'm overwhelmed. Some of this stuff mm -hmm. is going to fall behind. And I get to practice my communication about that. So I just kind of go with it and just try to grow with every failure. And there are many, many, many failures. And uh, it's, it's, it's a learning exercise and you just get better because you don't yeah. have a choice. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a similar conversation that we often have, which is, you know, what is the thing that is exciting us mo most right now? Like, because we can, you know, we, and we are, sort of balancing three, four or five things. We're trying to reduce it down. 
to a couple things. But even in that case, you know, when we're thinking about, okay, next week we've got these slots, what are we going to do? And oftentimes, you know, the thing that wins is what do we want to do? Like, what, what is the thing that feels, you know, as far as like artistically underneath all that is the grind going on for whatever it is that's, that's supporting it. Um, with you. So these days, like, what is the thing that gets you most excited about, about your stuff, about all the different aspects of um, whether it's dungeon glitch or, you know, gem firefly or some of the other things. Foundation RPG generators. Yeah. (laughs) So all of it is ultimately uh, connected. Um, If it were a forest, there's mushrooms grabbing at everything. It's all, mm. you know, it, it, everything ties back to the brand. If it doesn't, then I don't do it. Um, mm. That's that's the the main part. So um, jumping around, it's either I prioritize by deadline and also what I can do. Um, I'm fortunate that I have Kata as uh, a business partner because she'll pick mm. up slack on things that uh, I can delegate to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have support from, um, my, uh, my two loved ones and, uh, that's excellent, but otherwise it's just kind of like me just kind of going, I don't sleep. Let's just do this. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, it's funny. Like my distraction is though, uh, I get my, I don't know, dopamine from helping people. So it's like, mm-hmm. I gotta help five people so that I can do one thing for myself. And, mm-hmm. uh, let's let's just make this happen so Mm. i'll pop into uh, someone will dm me and i'll go off for like an hour on uh no you should do this 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 is what i do blah Mm. and here's some resources and whatever and uh it's a lot of fun and um i don't know i just i i just find purpose in being the person i wish i had when i was at various stages either in life Mm. or in projects so mm. it's like I didn't have a mentor growing up. So if I can help people with things I've learned in life, I try to do that. If um, <clears throat> excuse me, if uh, I can help people with projects, so I can help them save money or uh, <clears throat> sorry, explain a pitfall that I hit, I can prevent them from hitting it. Mm. Yeah, all of that. I think. I mean person i i said this earlier you know it seems like it just it bleeds from your very soul that you want to help people and you know even from being a a young person you know wanting to help people in you know your your community you know put themselves on a on a right path all the way through to now you know um whether it be for and and it's funny it's funny that you said because uh, it's something that uh that i i'll talk about in a minute that uh that i kind of learned but uh, whether it's for semi like selfish reasons so you can go and do your own thing you know so you can be like okay i've now (laughs) i've helped people i've done the thing that i like that i need to do so now i'm gonna go do my thing um I, i fully understand that and i think you know in life, everyone finds like their like thing that gives them the the dopamine, that serotonin hit. Do you know what I mean? And yep. some people it's, you know, going to the gym and flexing in the mirror and feeling like good about how they look. You know, some people it's, you know, going out drinking with their friends and being a social person, you know, every person kind of has their own thing. And I know for me, you know, something when I was in a really dark place and I was going through some therapy and whatnot, one of the things I was taught was if you need a dopamine hit, if you are down, be creative, create something for pure passion. Do not create something for work, create something for passion that you want to create. 
Two was exercise. Get out and do some sort of exercise. If it's running on the spot, if it's, you know, pull-ups, if it's skateboarding, if it's kicking a football, hitting a tennis ball, whatever you need to do, do some sort of exercise. And the final one was service. And service is kind of presented as the, the, the topic of service was always presented as you do unconditional things for other people that give you absolutely no benefit in of that, you know, you go out of your way to help other people. And all three of those things are meant to, as humans, hit us with big loads of serotonin, big loads of dopamine. What's interesting about all of that is, and I, I, I then said this to my therapist, I was like, you know, it, it, it's great that I have all these tools and especially the service one. I'm like, how do I then, I'm like, now that you've told me this though, how do I now go about doing things for other people without knowing that I'm doing this for me? Because it's now a serotonin <laughs> boost for me. It's like, uh, how, do I, how do I, how am I not doing it for myself in, in the long run? But it's why, and if you ever meet anyone who knows me like personally and like has seen me like typically walking around like a public city or walking around a public space, I often stop and will be like, hey, you look amazing today, Mr. Yes. Stranger with, you know, an amazing hat. Or I just have to tell you that piece of music you're playing is incredible. And it's because for me, that's how I get my little bits of dopamine. And I, I do it by, you know, complimenting people and, you know, offering, you know, help and advice and bits like that. So I, I fully understand that like wavelength that you're on um, because it's one of those ones, especially the mentor one as well. Like I know for years, you know, I was searching, you know, you and I didn't really get along and I was searching for more of like a father figure in my life for a very long time until we kind of got on. And, you know, I've been able to find that again in you. And it's one of those ones where if I can give that back and I know I've got a couple of friends that at this point, not that they rely on me, but friends that, you know, don't maybe have so many other friends and, you know, don't have the best support system, don't have family that I do yeah. go out of my way to make sure I'm there for you know, and, and be, you know, an advice giver of like, cool, this is how we're going to do your, your CV so that you can, you know, your, your resume so we can apply for jobs together and help you apply for jobs. You know, I, it's weird that, you know, and I come back to it. I don't need to do any of that. I don't know why I do any of that. I, I don't have the fucking time to do any of that, yeah. but you know, it's one of those things where, like you said, Matt, it's just, you know, you, you get your boost from it. So you do it to help other people as well as also yourself in, in kind of a weird roundabout you know buddhist wheel of 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 continuation yeah. kind, kind of thing you know mm, um yeah. so i really really appreciate that and talking about helping people you know your your fig foundation the foundation for inclusive gaming is awesome uh, i, I want to talk about you know it, obviously you know um uh allies is is like the main uh the main kind of runner of that but i know you guys work very closely to that and you're kind of sponsored or supported by that talk to me a little bit about why you know that's super important to you and especially within the community and times that we're living in you know what what's why is that a driving force of what you're you know promoting and is out there at the moment? sure so uh fig uh, for 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 those just hearing about it now is the foundation for inclusivity in gaming and uh the 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 motto is to delight decode and decolonize and it's for, uh, ultimately, um, if you're looking at TTRPG on a grand scale, it is difficult to deny that uh, most of the people, most of the creators, the, the taste makers, the people who make all the decisions and tell you what works and what doesn't, they're all white males. And uh, yeah. the, from there, like, Fig's goal um, is for helping promote 
uh, BIPOC creators, people of color, and uh, LGBT alphabet mafia people, folk to to higher places within the industry. So Mm -hmm. it's not like at all, it's about being, um, basically putting your money where your mouth is for it. So it's like, you want to help people, you want to see this thing happen. People go, oh yeah, great, like, and then never think about it again. Think is about um, making sure that these people uh, get the support they need, get promotions they need uh, through right now. They have the uh, the magnificent mythology uh, mm-hmm. program, which will bring currently um, BIPOC creators to uh, the stream, and then they'll make a one shot on Twitch, and then it gets produced and then sold and all proceeds go to that artist. So now you have your BIPOC creator and they're getting paid and now they're in the industry. And it's kind of like uh, training wheels to get them out the door. uh, And it's actually making a difference. Like I didn't have anything produced before. It's literally the first things I ever content I ever put out. I currently now have two out there and they're doing pretty all right. uh yeah i think we're at somewhere like 20 sales so far and it's been a week so oh wow yeah i I wish it was more like i want to get copper as soon as possible because i know that if it works then it demonstrates to not only the supporters and those who don't support but it shows that uh the ttrpg community does support seeing the growth of bipoc creators and uh eventually lgbt creators as it spans into that um, I only very recently joined that project. It was after mm. my things were made. Um, mm-hmm. I'm now a board member. So <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I didn't expect that to happen. It wasn't my goal, but, uh, I fell in love with the campaign, with the program, uh, mm. with the team and, mm. uh, they're like, Hey, do you want to join? I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Do, do you know what? I, I think, you know, in, in, in the space, in the time that we're in as well, it's it's one of those things that is so, so important. You know, we need to have more of this inclusivity. You know, it's it's something that Tom and I, you know, when when we were talking about our actual play stream, you know, we, we very much, you know, when we were thinking about our cast and things like that, you know, it's something that we talked about very much so and wanted to make sure that, you know, we were inclusive and, and had, you know, uh, people of all strands of life in it. The one that, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if you ever feel this, uh, not, not, not that I've ever like wanted to be like, oh, you know, I, I want to deal with what, you know, BIPOC people deal with, but also I fucking hate being a white man and being another, another white man in the TTRPG community, you know, and being a, a, just another one perpetuating the, uh, the, the, the white nerd in, in the basement man stereotype. <laughs> you know, I, I definitely, uh, definitely wanted to, uh, to, to, to older some of that, but I think, you know, um, First of all, as someone who is part of LGBTQ plus, you know, myself, I appreciate, you know, that that message. I love it. I think it's it's huge. I think, you know, it, it means a lot to myself and, and many people like myself out there. And I think it's really, really great to have that level of, you know, someone thinking about it, you know, someone someone who isn't just the people dealing with these situations, the people living in these, you know, in these communities as part of these cultures, as part of, you know, races, whatever it might be, you know, it's good that we are starting to outsource this and getting it to be something where the wider audience, the wider, you know, community are beginning to think about this as well and, and, you know, really put it into the forefront. And I I think it's really, really great. And 
by the way, I just want to say I love I love what you guys are doing. I love, and I'm sure you know. In in some ways, you know, like fuck it, it's got to feel really good to be part of that board, dude. Like uh, it's got to feel fucking great to be a part of something like that, a movement like that. You know, irregardless of you know ego and whatever, it's just got to fucking feel great to be on the side of you know doing something for for some good of of the people. You know. Yeah, I mean it's on brand for me, and uh, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so it's it's great because I, I really respect the team and what they're doing and everything. And for, for my personal experience, it's always been race has always been a difficult thing for me. Cause I understand that uh, at a quick glance, I can be white passing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if a, if a cop stops me, I'm white, don't kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's, it's, but like in reality though, it's, I'm, I'm native American, I'm Hawaiian, I'm Indonesian, I'm Chinese. And uh it's I, I I have all these various little parts. Like I have a touch of white. I have I have Viking. It's why I'm so fuzzy. It's uh, <laughs> and uh, it's 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 a little there. Uh, but being mixed in itself has been difficult as an experience in general because I while I am technically part of these cultures or have touches to these cultures, I'm ultimately rejected by all of them. And mm. it's I like I, like it's it's so weird. It's it, it's it's an awful feeling to be like, I have these genes, but they're meaningless. Like mm. if 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 you're rejected by a community and a whole thing of people, I can be like, oh yeah, hey, I'm part uh, Native American, and they're like, no, you're not. Mm. It's like, oh, I mm. guess I'm not now. So what do you yeah. do knowing that like uh, you know one sixteenth or whatever of your heritage is blank mm. and mm when for me going around to all of the different cultures and stuff it's like i don't speak chinese i don't know any any anyone from various places or anything like that so it's like literally like my card is actually like blank and it wasn't until recently mingling with some people in the ttrpg community who are much more eloquent uh about addressing these kind of things about recognizing uh the proper terminology in uh-huh. uh, social labeling, social psychology, that kind of thing, uh-huh. that uh, I, I, I sort of came to understand that being mixed on the outside of everything in itself is a valid experience. And that's my culture. Uh-huh. My culture is not being in your culture. It's just seeing your culture. That's my culture. So that's uh-huh. like, okay, that's I'm doing this. Super interesting. And then uh, when Fig comes along and they're like, no, you're cool. I'm like, oh, hell, finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's like yeah. all right cool fine awesome yeah and uh do you know what yeah. I, I think i think that's a really really interesting you know point that you just made about that that space in between spaces you know in, in some cases and I, I think a lot of people find themselves in that kind of space of in between spaces they don't know where to fit um they don't you know like like you said you know at this point labels are one that are you know those with a certain label like to protect their label because, you know, it's all that we have at this point in time with the amount of outreach of information and whatnot, you know, it's in some cases, all that certain people have. And, you know, it's really interesting that you mentioned, you know, that even within, you know, being a part of, you know, like the genome of these communities, you know, you are, you know, in some way, you know, not able to, to interact with them and be part of that. And I think, you know, some, something you mentioned about, the TTRPG community being one of the first spaces where you've, you know, met people who have, you know, told you, you know, that it's okay to be in that kind of mid space or, you know, so on and so forth. 
I think for, you know, like just honestly for me and Tom, like I've, I've, you know, dealt with, you know, the whole, you know, LGBTQ plus stuff my whole life and whatnot and, and have seen that side of, you know, the problematic side of, you know, life, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not dealing with racism as such, you know, don't get me wrong. Being a white kid in Spain who's American when I grew up wasn't the easiest of things, I must admit, but it, it's not exactly racism in, in, in the sense. And so I think, you know, it's one of those things where the TTRPG, TTRPG community has taught me and Tom a lot. It's mm, taught us a lot yeah. about, you know, what we should be doing, where we should be, what we should be thinking about, who we should be considering. And, you know, I'm not afraid to say, you know, a couple of years ago, I wasn't in the headspace that I am in now in terms of, you know, the levels of support that I do want to provide The you know, and it's not that I didn't believe in that. It's just, I wasn't actively thinking about it. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't day-to-day -day life thinking about inclusivity and, you know, all this different stuff because it just wasn't something that was super prevalent to me. And I, I'm so thankful for the refreshing like plunge into the TTRPG community it has been because you know it's given us a lot of space to grow and a lot of space to you know become better people and understand communities better and you know support people that we really believe in and, and you know so I think all around the TTRPG community though at times can be toxic like any community and it's a small very small proportion of the community it's a beautiful place for people to come and, you know, learn about themselves as well as also many other things and people and cultures and so on and so forth. I'm not sure if, you know, you, you, you feel a, a similar experience with, you know, just the community as a general uh, in terms of being accepting and whatnot, but I, I've never felt safer. Yeah, no, I, when, when I, when, when I first found the Twitter RPG group, I was shocked. Like, I, I was coming in from Reddit, which is awful. Mm. And uh, yeah. I was coming in from yeah. Facebook, where at the time uh, there were four main D&D uh, &D groups. Three of them were racist, like on their banner mm. racist. And mm -hmm. uh, so it was like coming in from that. I like I went to Twitter to do Gem Firefly stuff. And I was like kind of getting away from Facebook. Some people would recommend to Twitter just in general. It's like, yeah, no, you think a lot. You post a lot of trash. Go ahead. So it's like... <laughs> <laughs> they're like yeah, all right sure and then i get into it and uh i found um i found hope and i found mm -hmm. uh like like hope for ttrpg yeah and, then, yeah. Um, and I, I found the jaspers discord um mm -hmm. from jaspers i got into a game and that's how i started playing online meeting people mm -hmm. but uh yeah through uh once i got into it it just blew my mind how how, how like I'm like, this is a, a, a treasured bubble in reality yeah. that I really need to just kind of protect. So that's kind of like what I do. I try to do anyway. So um, you're doing yeah, a great uh, job. We just, we, we need you to fight Elon Musk off now. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, we'll see. I don't know. It's like, I'm really hoping that like uh, he finds out how difficult it is and then leaves it alone. Because <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll see. But then again, it's not oh. like the last CEO was doing anything good anyway. So, yeah. yeah. We'll I mean, see. I'm just sat here begging for an edit button as a dyslexic. I'm just like, please, God, just give me an edit button so I can rectify my spelling mistakes. <laughs> do, do, yeah. The amount of times I have to send the comment, which is like my, my rectified spelling with the asterisk, I'm just like, ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, that's it. Yeah. One of those ones where super glad to be part of this community. Go for it. What, what I really like about fig is you're, you're kind of replicate. So systemically, you know, stuff is rigged 
mm-hmm. for people that aren't in fig right and and what you've created is almost like a little micro oh, mechanism to even the playing field a little bit right yeah to and that's really cool like that's that's, that's a super um clever way to you know to give some boost to people that are uh, up against it every day every second of every day because the system is rigged and so you know why not just try to recalibrate it a little bit just for you know this little mm-hmm. space and i think that's awesome yeah, yeah. I, I respect yeah. the hell of it i didn't uh, i didn't come up with fig but uh kyle who runs yeah. it he, he, he sat me down for like a 90 minute pitch and uh, he's like, all right, this is going to take a while. And he got two sentences in. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'll just do it. That's it. <laughs> and you know what? I, I, think, I think that's all, that's all that was, that's all that was needed. And it seems like, you know, like, like I said, two, two lines, because like we've said throughout this whole podcast, you're, you're the person that's looking to help. You're the person that's wanting to support and wanting to care. And, you know, that's been the theme. And, you know, I think, for me, um, I, I'd like to at this point, uh, as we kind of round out here, just say, you know, anyone who doesn't know Matt, doesn't follow Matt, doesn't, you know, check out, you know, purchase the Je- uh, Gem Firefly, you know, amazing T-shirts and, and clothing that is there, which honestly, if you have, if you need a piece of clothing that you want people to laugh at and have a great time when they see, <laughs> that is the place there. I have never been so like, just uh, loving D&D like stuff. I, I say every Christmas to, to family members, I'm like, if you were going to get me D&D clothes, here is the website. <laughs> <laughs> every time I'm like, this is the one that I want it from because uh, supporting people that I love and also uh, really great stuff. So if you haven't yet, please, please go check out uh, Matt's stuff. Um, Matt, I'll quickly hand it over to you for, for uh, anything you want to shout out, anything you're working on, anything that's coming up, any you know streams you're a part of or anything, feel free to have the floor. Um, sure. Thank you. I, oh, seriously, thank you so, so much for having me on. Cause like, uh, as, as you mentioned before, uh, is like everyone had equally mentioned to me that I would get along in love with you as well. And I started following things. I'm like, these guys are so fucking rad. It's like, these guys are <laughs> awesome. Like, I'm telling my wife, I'm like, dude, they do, they, they do D&D and MMA. Fucking the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. And I, joined you, I, I joined your discord and you both. And I'm like, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. So yeah, I was, I was, I was super, uh, and, and like getting to know you, uh, uh, you both, uh, it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, and like, I, I have a lot of respect too for, uh, I mean, like Bodhi, your, uh, your self-awareness is how I know that whenever you hit difficulty and things you're going to adapt because you're honest with yourself and that's how that's where growth happens and that's where success lies so even through this interview as you're talking about things in your thought process you're fucking unstoppable so keep going and uh, i am so excited to see where both of you go and keep going because i'm going to be supporting you the whole way so it's thank you i'm super excited so um thank you I appreciate that. And honestly, self-awareness comes from this guy. This guy has beaten that shit into me for years. I, I was, I was an egotistic maniac when I was a kid. And, and Tom, through his discovering of meditation and self-reflection, has then passed that on to me and allowed me to you know, reflect and, and grow as a human being. So uh, all, all that praise, I'll, I'll just quickly just dot John Danher that over to you and, and pass that on to, to, to the coach, to the, to the, to the, the, 
the main influence. But no, honestly, that means the absolute world. That really, really does mean the absolute world. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. dude, for the shout out. But this was your shout out. Yeah, this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not really good at talking about myself, though. It's like, <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, so about me, I talked to Tom this week and he is super professional. So if you're looking for someone, to, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a defense mechanism. But also, it's like, I really appreciate the people that I work with and the people that I get to mm. interact with because it adds richness to my life and my experience and all this stuff. So yeah. uh, when I talk about my things, it's not like I just made it in a vacuum. It's this, this yeah. influence from people. It's feedback from people. So, Gem Firefly, uh, yeah, I made it. It's my creative outlet for D and D and emotion stuff and rage. Like our best-selling thing is still the uh, fuck around and find out Gator flag. It's our number <laughs> one item, and it has been since we since we put it up. Like if you go to if you Google uh, fuck around and find out Gator flag, we are should still be top of google for it um <laughs> nice. <invented> it. so <laughs> and then um uh so yeah uh i if i do an appropriate plug i only jumped firefly we make goofy t-shirts um and random stuff so you might see that stuff around town um i do the music um i guess the, the important thing to talk about is fig if you're if if you're a BIPOC creator, if you are an LGBT creator, or you want to support either of these uh, fantastic voices and you want to see, hear more about them in the community, uh, definitely check out Fig and Kyle, who is, uh, I believe, at Allies Nerd on Twitter. Um, yeah. We just put a website up. Um, I'm going to be on the board, so you're going to be hearing a lot about it now that I'm running the marketing. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I just put out two uh, magnificent mythology one shots. One is based on my uh, Native American heritage, and it's a it's it's a murder mystery ghost story. And uh, I got to see it run, and it is awesome. <laughs> it throws you through all the emotional loops that I was hoping to do. Um, the other one is based on my Indonesian background, uh, so that covers uh, Rangda, who is the Indonesian version of Kali, like the goddess of death. Um, mm. But I, 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 the way that I, I look at it, though, is because I am mixed race, I'm allowed to criticize because it's yeah. like, I'm not really in your culture. So here's what it means to me. So yeah. I get to do that. And uh, yeah. I actually gave her a much better story, I think, than what the culture has provided, because I think she deserves it. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's a cool one. It's called um, Wrath and Redemption. And that's a moral quandary story. Mm, done right awesome. incredible um can i ask one final thing what was that can, can you can you just repeat the um the the uh the the motto the tagline for uh for gemmed fireflies for me can you just oh, remind sure. me of that? yeah it's uh it's I, i've heard it around before but it's 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 ultimately be kind work hard punch nazis <laughs> and with that <laughs> this has been another episode of Homie and the Dude. Thank you guys for joining us for this episode. It's been such a pleasure. Um, if you guys didn't know, we have an actual play podcast, which is now live. We've got three episodes up. Go check it out. Um, otherwise, we make D&D content. We make MMA content. Um, if you want to find out when that stuff is coming out, you can follow us on Twitter or join our Discord server, which there will be a link to in the description of this video. Otherwise, subscribe to the YouTube. And uh, yes. um, yeah. Thank you. Guys YouTube is so, so fun. Sorry, the YouTube is so fun. If you haven't seen it, you have to get in there. Like the, 
the the advertisements, everything like that. So just they're fantastic you gotta check them out check them out (laughs) thank you so much and guys remember be kind work hard punch nazis (laughs) (laughs) right thank you guys in the next one later guys